0: Welcome to this week's edition of Trail Talk SA. I'm David Katz, Mr. Active, standing in for Brad Brown this week, and there's a reason for that. Uh, You can usually catch me on Run Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed another great topic this week, Tuesday. But it's Thursday. We're talking trail. And this weekend, I'm sitting out on by far my biggest trail challenge ever, the Montessorces Challenge, which is part of the old Mutual Wild series. And it's a great privilege to be doing this episode and to be chatting to the race director, Andrew Booth. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much, David. Uh,
1: It's great to be on Trail Talk and chat to you about this great race.
0: Andrew, you take charge of not just the Montessori's challenge. You do all the running events within the, um, wild series, um, uh, scope of races, which is now up to four. I know you guys have added the Cricket canyon as well. And you've recently been scouting and, and checking out the route there, but, uh, yes. that's coming up in, in October. Right now it's Montessori's. This really is the big one, Andrew. Um, yeah, it's
1: got so much history behind it, David. Um, one of the longest standing trail races in South Africa going into its 23rd year. Uh, monumental challenge, climbing all the way to the top of the Gartenberg, um and then back down uh, on a similar course. Um, so, so yeah, it, it is the big one. Um It's actually my first wild series race as race director. I was only appointed in February. So I've had a long wait, uh, six months uh, lead up to it. Um, and yeah, we are just dotting the i's and crossing the t's and, and making sure that everything uh, is perfect for race day at the moment
0: well andrew i've got some other platforms where we've chatted to you and i'll put up the links if people want to know who you sort of are and what you do but focusing on the sources. i know it's a race that's close to your heart what do you think is the real what is it about this race that is just so special
1: yeah um there's numerous things the first is is how long it's been around, you know, it was an idea that came out of KZN Wildlife 23 years ago to, to raise funds for the reserve, specifically allocate them uh, towards the bearded vulture program. Um, and, you know, over those 23 years, there's, there's been a lot of history uh, developed and a lot of um, progression in the race. And wild limbs and, and Wild Series only got involved uh, in the in 2000s. Um, and, and from there develop their wild series. So so really it is the, the base and foundation of, of Wild Series as it stands today. Which which yeah, so that puts it in, in, in quite a special place within wild wildland. If it wasn't for this race, perhaps we wouldn't have any of the other Wild Series events either. Also just the challenge that, that it presents starting uh um, at Royal Natal National Park, very well known uh, World Heritage site around the world. So it's a privilege to be actually running in these places. Uh, it's not easily done. You can't just simply host events in, in these places. There's a lot of protocol to go through. And, and then to climb all the way to the top of the Draftenberg, you take on the chain ladder to get to the top. And then stand at the top of the Ch- Ghella Falls, which is uh, the start of KZN's biggest uh, uh, river, and, and look back over KZN before you, you start uh, the tricky descent back down. It all come together just to make an absolutely
0: fantastic race. Andrew, a lot of people won't quite know the route. I've been privileged to do the hike twice, but we started at Sentinel Peak parking lot, and you do the little bit to the train ladders, go look, and then walk back. That's cutting out a lot of the route. To to me, the unknown is up to Vitsi's hook, and, and I kind of know what's there. I don't think I really know what to expect. How hard and technical is that first 10 odd Ks getting up you know, I mean, that's all proper through the forest and, and up the escarpment to get up to Vitsi's Hook.
1: Yeah, uh, David, it is a well-established hiking trail, so um, there's no problems in terms of, of following it and staying on route. It is technical. Uh, you go through patches of bush uh, and then into patches of forest and then into grassland. You have to cross some streams, uh, rocky streams along the way, which, which do provide some technical challenge, And it's continuously uphill. There's very little descent in those um, first 10k's going up to T's hook. So uh, yeah, you also uh, at the start, you'll start within your batch. So it's it's, it's quite a, a narrow start. Uh, goes into single track within uh, 500 metres or so. So you have to, if, if you're going, um, if you're racing hard, you've got to make sure that you're in a, a good position early on so you don't get caught up in the single track. Uh, equally if you're children, you chilled and you're relaxed then, then um you know just to to run within the group, but yeah, everything's more bunched at the beginning, um and then it spreads out within the first few days because of that climbing. climbing has that uh, effect on on trail races it spreads them quickly um and by the time you arrive up at Vitsi's Hook, uh, people are are well distributed, some you'll perhaps even run a few of those sections um by yourself, uh something that I actually really cherish uh, when I'm trail running is to occasionally. Uh, be by myself and, and experience the trail uh, in solitude. But you all know it is a bit technical um, and you take a few notes on your way up because you know that you're going to be running back down um, which can be done incredibly quickly if you get over technical terrain. But you yeah, all the way up to is, is one of the big challenges and a lot of people push it too hard. It's early in the race and uh, a lot of people are very excited and tear out of the blocks to make sure they get a decent um, position into the single track. Uh, you start after a few hundred meters uh, and then kind of keep that pace and, and pant without really noticing how much work they're doing um, and that really catches up later in the race. So pacing out of the blocks uh, across the 13 k in the technical section is imperative.
0: Now talking about pacing, I mean Not I'm coming as, in as a complete novice. I, I kind of have an idea. I've looked at the route. I know that it, it needs to be almost like enough comrades. You really have to hold back in that first but as an average person, there'll be people who are going out to race hard. There'll be people who just want to finish and enjoy during the time. As your average person in the race, what should they be looking to do? I presume, should they be looking to do, I presume. that first half, you've got to hold that back and almost run, I don't know, five hours or four hours.
1: Yeah, look, if you're just looking for a finish, hey, David, um, you know, you can take more than half your allotment of time to get uh, up to the top because coming back down can be a lot quicker as long as you have something uh, left in the tank and that is the ideal way to run the race I believe is to really conserve a lot on the way up even once you've gone past the t sook and then you're now on the the road section which is not technical it's a little bit um bumpy in places but but you can you can actually get into a, ru- a running rhythm as opposed to having to 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 to, to negotiate the technical te- section so your road runners actually enjoy that section quite a bit more. Uh, your trail runners is not so much. Um, but yeah, the key is even once you've got onto that section where you feel you can now run it is to hold this up, of that it is, is to you're climbing constantly. And your highest point is over 3,000 meters. So that it did
0: A few internet troubles there, but we are back now with Andrew Booth, who is busy telling us about you reach Andrew. You mentioned, uh, you top out at about 3,000 meters.
1: Uh yeah, David, and getting to the three thousand meters is a challenge. You are constantly gaining altitude obviously. Um, and working your way uphill in the first half of the race. So expending too much energy while gaining altitude um and, and even um the, the the gradients towards the chain ladder um, after about twenty k gets gets quite a lot steeper. If if you work too hard in those stages of the race, um you are gonna pay for it later. While if you pace yourself carefully, you get up the chain ladder, bend your your shirt be around the top there, um, past the top of the jugular falls, and and really just just maintain a, a consistent heart rate and, and not push it too hard. Um, Descend through the galley, which is a very tricky section, by far the most tricky section of the race, where there's a rope that one has to to hold onto, um. And, in places to actually get down, Um but once you're through the the, the bottom of the gully, there you know now you're, you're dropping in altitude, the air, oxygen's getting supplies getting better. Uh, you're mostly downhill, and and if you've got something in the tank, then you can really enjoy those last 20 uh, k's back in, and do them quite quickly, in, in fact. And then uh you know your the nature of your race will be a lot more enjoyable than uh, the runner who goes out too hard um, and perhaps starts to feel a bit queasy or ill at the top uh and then loses momentum and really struggles home uh even on the easier downhill section. So yeah, for me the way to pace the race uh, and the times I've done it, I've always made sure that I've held back enormous uh, uh at the front and um, at the early stages and then and then only picked it up uh the intensity up a little bit later than Yeah.
0: Yeah, Andrew. Basically, just what I was wanting to ask just you: when you get on to the top, it gets quite dry. There's there's not much water up there. What is on route for athletes in terms of being able to top up with water, and uh, is there any nutrition that's provided as well?
1: Yeah, David. The the race is very well provided for. um There are tables uh, along the way, especially on the road section after so So. Your first 10Ks, you only have access to water out of the streams, which is very drinkable, no, no nutrition, uh, and it's advisable to carry a of nutrition early on so your energy levels and sugar levels don't drop too much. Along the road, there's three tables, um, so that's your time to read and make sure that you, you get a lot of nutrition in and, and recoup nicely, uh, and then once you pass the Sentinel parking lot and you're into the mountain uh, part, so to speak, um, there isn't, uh, there's no guaranteed nutrition. We have plans to set a table up at the chain ladder, but that is weather dependent. If the weather's too bad, unfortunately, we can't get our, our good there. So there's no guarantee there. So leaving the central parking lot to make sure that you've got enough uh, hydration and nutrition uh, is very important because being a dry year in KZN, there's no water on the top um, it's September, so we haven't had any rain here. Uh, so you've got to have enough water, basically, to get to the chain ladder, up the chain ladder, uh, across the top, and then back down. Which for some people will take them, uh, up to two hours. So you do have to make sure you, you're well loaded, um, when you're leaving the same, you parking lot. And then getting back there is always a great journey because, um, it's a bit of an oasis to, to having worked hard through the mountain section to get back to that, uh, nutrition and hydration. And then going all the way back down the road, again, plenty full. And then those last 10 k's, um, again, only water back into the finish where you will be treated with uh, lots of different uh, uh nutrition and hydration options.
0: Now, Andrew, obviously with road running, race briefings doesn't really come into the equation. I know with triathlon, it's a big thing. With a race like this, it's really important that people need to be there on the Friday evening to attend a race briefing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um With any big race like this uh, in the mountains, uh, of this type of distance, um, there's a lot of information, especially for a novice, that they can glean out of of the briefing that will prepare them a lot better going into the race. Um, The the briefing takes place at 6.20 on Friday evening and will be full of information about taking on the challenge. Uh, A lot of the things we've spoken about today. And also an opportunity to engage with the race team, ask us questions, and and really, so when you wake up on Saturday morning to take it on, you be comfortable with as much as you can be. Uh, uh, if it's your first 50K, there's obviously a lot of unknowns, uh, but the more you, you do know, the more you can prepare yourself, the more you understand about the route, how it's marked, the safety protocol, etc. Uh, the better it's going to run for everybody. Um, and then if anything does go, uh, wrong along the way for a runner, then they know exactly, uh, how to react and, and, and how they can, 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 call us up, uh, to help them. So yeah, those, those race briefings are imperative. We've got to listen to them. You know, it's nice to chat to friends as well, but to actually really engage with the race fully, uh, it's imperative to make sure that you, you're really listening and concentrating through that race briefing.
0: Andrew, just as uh, basics, what should people be carrying? I know a lot of guys, I've got a pack, I'll be running with a pack. What do you guys recommend that runners carry on them during the race?
1: Um, yeah, some some nutrition and hydration uh, are obviously imperative and those are, are personal choices most of the time. Uh, then a cell phone is actually a very useful piece of equipment nowadays. Not that there is there are comms all along the route, but if you do get into a a really tricky situation uh, to be able to communicate yourself back to to, to the, the race headquarters, as opposed to have to find a marshal or a medic uh, who who will be able to radio you is always a, a very useful thing. So we recommend that um, uh, all the time nowadays. As well as uh, your your, your uh, wet gear and, and warm gear, um, a space blanket, a whistle. Those are all useful things that if you do happen to, to twist an ankle or break a leg and you can't move, or to keep yourself warm and to draw attention to yourself, um, are, are, are very good things to have. Another interesting item that's coming up more and more uh, in, in South African trails, especially on the mountain scene, uh, are, are hiking, trekking and poles uh, for the steep and tricky sessions to take a little bit of pressure off the legs and put it onto the arms. Some people have learned to use them incredibly effectively to scale up and even the uh, descend mountains for a bit more uh, balance uh, on your way down It almost acts like uh, an extra leg just to, to to make sure that you don't fall over in some of stripping section. yeah there's a lot of equipment out there nowadays and um, uh, for trail running some are more valuable than others, but yeah uh, definitely water nutrition hydration, cell phone uh, and your wet and warm gear Those those are important.
0: Well, Andrew I thought you said it we're going to say that it's a selfie stick that's becoming the craze for people to carry but I suppose you could use a walking stick as a selfie stick thanks so much for that info today I've got that nervous excitement that sort of started two weeks in advance which is way beyond anything even when I attempted comrade so really a lot of excitement but also nerves as you have pointed out it really is a technical but an amazingly beautiful race thanks for your time here on Trail Talk I say, Brad Brown will be back next week uh joining us as well um back on the podcast and i'll put up the links to the wild series Montessori's challenge so if you're thinking of doing it uh, in the future that's where you can find the information and it really is well worth it thanks to andrew booth i'll catch up with him at the race and thanks for joining us on trail talk sa